there's been a lot of talk, you know, and, and Premier Jason Kenney and the UCP party has made it very clear that Alberta pays more for the services, public services, um, than do other Canadian provinces. And that's the big push in terms of reducing that, right? That was the thrust of the McKinnon blue panel, uh, blue ribbon panel. Uh, that was their findings that Canada, Alberta's costs are much higher than everybody else. So it's reasonable to scale back those costs. And that's been a big push when you talk about teachers and nurses and doctors and on and on. And we've seen how that has played out, right? Um, there's been another group taking a closer look at those numbers and seeing just how they stack up. So we're going to chat now with uh, Richard Muller, who is professor at the Department of Economics at the University of Lethbridge. Um, he joins us now to give us a little insight to what he found as he took a look into these numbers. Good morning, Professor. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So your group took a closer look at you know wages in Alberta, primarily both public and private. Um, let's just establish the parameters of the discussion. You were doing this to compare Alberta's employment costs to what's called the big three provinces. Obviously, Ontario, Quebec, and B.C. are the comparables here, right? Correct. Okay, so in examining the data, what was considered? How did you come to your conclusions? I mean, we're talking about wages that are paid. It's it's pretty big. So how did you zero in on this and sort of determine what you were going to use as your data versus what they used for the McKinnon Blue Ribbon, uh, Blue Ribbon Panel? Well, I, I tried to dig a little, a lot deeper into the into the data than the McKinnon panel did. Um, you know, I looked at, at various occupations and also tried to look at the appropriate time frame and sort of the same, same time frame they had. Things have changed since uh, since I've done this, mm-hmm. but uh, um, so yeah, basically what I found was that Alberta doesn't seem to be out of whack in any way um, when it comes to where we compare ourselves to public sector workers to the other big three provinces, which is what McKinnon did, and so that's how I sort of stuck to that methodology. Or if we sort of compare ourselves to the uh, private sector in, in the province our wages don't seem out of whack at all uh, on average i mean there's some deviation and there's some occupations make quite a bit more some quite a bit less than, than our comparators now when, like you say it's important to break this down into public sector wages and private sector wages um and you right. say in both instances um it, it doesn't appear that alberta's very far out of line at all right well, I mean, I, I mean, you know, if you look, sort of think about between 2000 and about 2014, Alberta wages on in general grew about twice the national average. Mm-hmm. Um, so this incredible growth, of course, we know that we had a great economy until 2014 when things went south. Um, and so if you sort of take that into consideration, uh, we have these really high private sector wages as a result of that. And we're sort of, it's starting to come down, uh, sort of public sector wages. But you know, this all spills over into the public sector as well. You know, the municipalities and, and you know, the province and, and, and others are competing for talent. And, of course, those wages have been driven up uh, over the years, and they're slowly starting to come down. I mean, I think we all remember the stories of, uh, you know, what workers at Tim Hortons in Fort McMurray were making sure. a few years ago and are uh, surprised by that. But that filters over into the public sector. I mean, that spills over into the public sector. And, you know, they have to compete for talent just like the private sector does, and, and everything was inflated. So that's yeah. what's going on. So it would be fair to call that almost like a wage subsidy, just the fact that all wages in Alberta are that much higher so it makes sense that public sector wages are also going to be that much higher just because that's how things are in alberta yeah exactly yeah that's just this the way it is and and uh, i mean you know wages start since 2014 have started to fall and they're falling in the private sector and in the public sector much more so than they are i mean in real terms 
Um, you know, we've had a lot of uh, union contracts for, you know, zero yep. percent or even negative yep. percentages in, in some cases. And so, you know, sort of organically starting to take care of itself. The McKinnon Report's based on data that's, you know, four, four or five years old now. And that was the situation at the time. So if you sort of update that and look at the wages coming down, I don't think we need any draconian policies to slash wages. Uh, it's sort of happening organically because the market's conditions are changing. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Um, how, how, how drastically have they changed over those four years? I mean, is it fair to say that the data they were looking at four or five years ago was dramatically different than what we're seeing now? Well, I, I think what, what the McKinnon report didn't really do was look at things in, in real terms, like we sort of inflation-adjusted terms, right? Okay. And, and Alberta, of course, has had this high rate of inflation throughout the, you know, since the turn of the century, basically, uh, until recently. Um, and that's sort of reflected in wages, right? And so if you sort of look at that, if, if you take that uh, uh, those uh, real earnings into consideration, inflation-adjusted earnings, again, we don't look so bad compared to the comparative provinces. If we just sort of look at raw wages that aren't adjusted for inflation, then at the time, yes, we did look fairly high. Uh, but that's, not, in my opinion, not the best comparison we can make. I mean, Alberta is an expensive place to live. We know that. Interesting. Okay. Now, of course, the the, the main thrust of these reports that the, the government has done and is standing up on in terms of their fights with the public sector is Alberta pays more and gets less than the other provinces. And you're saying it's not necessarily uh, a result of what we're paying our public sector. It's just the fact that that's what the cost of business is in Alberta. Yeah, and I think we see that right now. I mean, with the, with the physicians, right? I mean, I you know live in Lethbridge, and uh, the word on the street is you can't find a family doctor here. Yeah. Everybody's leaving, you know, and uh, and and it's going to get worse. A lot of them are sticking around apparently right now because they feel an obligation to their patients, and they have to give three months' notice before they close their practice here. Um, and but we expect that to at least my family doctor when I talked to talked to her said that uh, yeah she's expecting a lot more people to leave the province physicians and you know the, even in academia there's open talk of people leaving the province I mean you know native Albertans don't you know like me uh, uh, don't feel welcome here a lot of times right now we just don't feel respected by uh, the government the current government and certainly the physicians feel the same way and that's a real real shame there's a lot of talented people that are thinking about leaving so and that's not good for us in the long term. Okay, um, last one. Okay. Obviously, private sector wages will, you know, just as a function of the marketplace, go down if, if that's what employers need to do. How does the public sector follow that, you know, with contracts and things like that? Like you say, it's been locked in for quite a while, but will they just, on their own, sort of continue to follow the trend of, public, of private sector wages, or will that involve some, some government intervention? I don't think you have to get the government involved in this. I mean, it's a collective bargaining thing for the public sector unions. Those those people are unionized, I suppose. Yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, unions are quite aware of the financial situation of the government. Um, uh, and they're going to, you know, by and large, try to help the situation. I mean, they don't want to be taken advantage of. I don't think that they're going to try to, you know, they're aware of the situation and are willing to contribute. Okay, interesting. We'll have to see how this plays out. Thank you so much, Richard. I really appreciate your time this morning. Okay, thank you so much. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. That is Richard Muller, who is a uh, professor at the uh, University of Lethbridge.